Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast. Every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing you another sweet piece of filmmaking. An independent film from 2016 by Stella McGee, starring Taylor Page. Another selection from Vince. It's Gene of the Joneses. Gene of the Joneses. It should be called Gene and the Joneses. It should be, actually. It really should. Yeah. It really should. It's a misnomer of a title. Mm -hmm. But we're getting all that. But no less the quirky and the fun. Tonight on the Michelle Mission, as we are streaming live via StreamYard, to our good friends on YouTube as well as on Facebook and everyone out there in the chat. Hello, missionaries, one and all. Hey, hey, hey. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, we start tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen, on a on on a heavy note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because and not because, you know, me, a lifelong Eagles fan, had to suffer through the loss of the the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl 57. No, because yeah. they put up a good fight. Yeah, yeah. And it was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no shame in losing to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and it seems like that, I have to say, that seems to be the sentiment that I've seen throughout the city. Yeah, you know. Like yeah. it was an admirable battle. It definitely was. So, um, But no, we have a heavy heart here, ladies and gentlemen, because Vincent and I, along being movie files and lifelong comic book uh, geeks, we are huge fans of hip hop. Yeah. Who lost another warrior. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. This weekend, uh, Trugoy of De La Soul. Yeah. Plug two. Passed away at the age of 54 years young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking, especially when you consider we are weeks away from De La Soul finally after a very public and very um acrimonious mm-hmm. battle over their rights to their music, mm-hmm. and things had finally gotten resolved. And on three three twenty three, because as all De La fans know, three is the magic number. All six of of their their classic albums were going to stream yeah, for the for first, first time. time. So it is it is heartbreaking that he died. Yeah, right now. Yeah, we don't know what, from what circumstances uh, he passed away, but we definitely send our condolences to his family and to the uh, the Universal family of hip hop. Yeah, I think it is it is it is um, not a misnomer to say that De La Soul is definitively one of the premier classic hip hop groups. Oh, no doubt. No right. doubt. And 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 just on so many levels, like when you think about the the pivotal hip hop groups mm-hmm. that opened up the potential of what hip hop could be. Yes. You you have to have de la soul within your first couple of paragraphs you do like there really was hip-hop before three feet high and rising and after three feet high and rising Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then like you know some people slept on it but time is told that their follow-up to that phenomenal album three three foot high and rising their follow-up de la soul is dead is a certified classic as well well you know i think part of the reason that de la soul is so beloved within hip-hop mm-hmm. is because them cats are mcs yeah like yeah. like i think they 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 got that crossover pop success mm-hmm. based on a lot of frankly superficial elements mm-hmm. you know the daisies and they they, they were black hippies and yeah. this that yeah. and the other but but the craft was always there. And as you said, the follow-up album, De La Soul is Dead, it had, remember it had that infamous or famous cover with the dead Daisy mm-hmm. on the cover where they let you know we're, we're not a gimmick, where we're not here to to make happy, fun dance music. Yeah, We are MCs. And as you mentioned, 
whether you're talking about De La Soul is dead, whether you're talking about um, Balloon Mind State, which yeah. was the, the follow-up to that, or one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. Where are you going? Stakes is high. Stakes is high. Yeah, De La Soul is 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 your favorite MC's favorite. They plug one and plug two, Pasta News and True Goy are some of your favorite MC's favorite MC's. All right. All right. Let's get into this. We've got uh listener mail. Ah, missives from the missionaries. We've got an email, uh, Vincent from Ellis Heron. Hey, what's up, Ellis? Hey guys, I wanted to co-sign with Len about Lynn Whitfield. Okay. Uh, I knew her in the Josephine Baker story as well as from the early 90s. And like most guys, there were two reasons why her role was memorable. <laughs> you, you figure it out, ladies and gentlemen. Subtle, subtle. And you're right that Angela Bassett leapfrogged her. On the other hand, I always felt Halle Berry leapfrogged Angela. I would have put money down that Angela would be the first black woman to win the Best Actress Oscar. Also, like most Marvel fans, that she was destined to portray Storm in the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah, that's true. Now, just as you've pointed out, Viola Davis seems to be on top, or as I like to put it, our version of Meryl Streep. And to piggyback off of last week's movie... Naomi Harris seems to be picking up steam as well. Mm. Like Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne in Boys in the Hood and What's Love Got to Do With It, Naomi and Mahershala Ali had a very memorable scene in Moonlight. Yes. So it was great to see them with more screen time together in another good movie. Thank you both for motivating me to finally check out Swan Song. Your Ah. boy Ellis from Fort Worth. P.S., Speaking of black actresses, I recently told my parents that my younger brother, 38 years old, has never seen a Pam Greer movie. <laughs> they couldn't believe it. So we're arranging an intervention by showing him coffee. All right. Well, I'm glad you said he was 38. I was going to say, say coffee might be. I was going to say, I don't know how much I'd want to watch coffee with my parents. I don't care how old I am, but that's, that's good. But point you too. know, hey, you might well go to Jackie Brown. Right, 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 right. I'm go to Jackie Brown. Maybe you watch it with your brother without your parents. There you go. 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 Some a... and some beer, and there you go. Have a good. Sounds day. like a good time. Yeah, that's definitely a good time. He is right, though. I do remember, like, the fan casting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The X Men. Yeah, you're right. Was for Angela Bassett to play Storm. Yeah. The reason Halle Berry gets the role is because Halle Berry is the box office name. Sure. At that time. Sure. And with because you got to remember Hugh Jackman who plays Wolverine, he was an unknown. Yeah. He wasn't even there. Absolutely. Yeah. So Halle Berry was Halle Berry was along with Patrick Stewart. How about that? They were really the box office names to get people to to go and see the. How movie. about that? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. And there's an argument to be made that Halle was a bigger name than Patrick. Absolutely Patrick, right. I hear you saying Patrick Stewart, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does make a good point because I I would have loved to see Angela Bassett in Storm. Yeah, would have loved it. All right, we got, also got another email, Vincent. Okay. And this is from Calvin Austin II. Hey, Calvin. A.K.A. my best friend. Hey, Calvin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm satisfied with the show. Well, thank you, Calvin. Thank you, Calvin. <laughs> but can't always find the time to tune in. I was recently binge listening to see what I miss. And I had a couple of points I wanted to raise. Okay. Uh, uh-oh. It's catch up with Calvin, ladies and gentlemen. Catch up with Calvin. Rather than following my normal practice of just bringing them up to Len when I see him, <laughs> I'd figure I'd send a message instead. All right. First, I'm glad I waited until after the screening to listen to your review of The Outside Story. Not that you gave it a bad review, but I would not have enjoyed it as much after you gave away some of the more enjoyable aspects of the film. Okay, fair. Secondly, Len. <laughs> Here it comes. How could you leave Billy D. Williams off of your top five people who got replaced in a role with him 
famously getting replaced by Tommy Lee Jones as Harvey Dent. Well, well, there, you know, good point. Good point. Uh, finally, yes, you did make my day when you declared that Hamilton is indeed a black movie <laughs> on the docket. Yes. Um, I have some musings about that, which I'll say for when I'm in the room where it happens. Ah, I see what you did there. As I graciously accept what sounded to me like an invitation to be the special guest <laughs> when you decide to review it. <laughs> On the docket. Oh, God. You might have to fight my sister for that role. Um, honestly, that would be enough. But I do have some ideas for a top five and six degrees of Durville Martin. Okay. Hey, I had to take my shot. You're probably rolling your eyes at my nonstop Hamilton references at this point. So <laughs> I, I will bid you say, adieu. Because I caught I caught that enough. I caught I caught that Calvin. <laughs> I have the honor to be your obedient servant. Nice. See that nice. Thank you, Calvin. Yes. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. That was a that was a fun email. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. Um, yeah, Hamilton. We we decided Hamilton's a black film, didn't we? I mean, we can certainly read it black. We can read it black. We can read it black. I have, I have notes over here for three part episode. Um, Gone with the Wind. What? Yeah. So sure, why not? Is the movie that your daughter talked about last night at the screening on there? Uh, um, look, it's on a list, but <laughs> talk about that at the staff meeting. <laughs> okay. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five is five, where I give Vincent my, my list and he gives me his commentary. Vincent, we're doing it a little different. Okay. Tonight. Because tonight, this is not my list. Oh. Tonight, we are going through Ranker.com's okay. list okay. of the top five black TV couples of all time. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy is right. Because this sounds like a list that was put together by some people that aren't necessarily people I trust. Well, with identifying black TV couples, but here we are. Okay, go ahead. Well, they, I just have you know, I've successfully ignored this top 50 MCs list that's been floating around for the past two weeks because I already know the rage that will cause. All right, we'll save it for a binge lap. All right, so, All right. so you know, he's you're putting together these top fives about black people, and I suspect there ain't a whole lot of black people involved with it. But we'll, we we should go ahead, top five we that that see. ranker put together. Now, uh huh. To be fair, this this list was put together back in 2020. Sure. So there is one couple that is very near the top that, for let's say political reasons, I'm not going to include. So I skipped them. All right. They were in the top five and you took them out to top five? Yes. Who is it? Just because I didn't want to get bogged down in the conversation. It was, it's, it's he, Cliff, and Claire. I mean, I'd have had it. Cliff Huxtable ain't, ain't do nothing to nobody. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just saying. We're talking about, these are fictional TV couples, right? Yes. All right. Fictional. All right. Well, for the sake of argument, they're not going to be in five that I'm about to had them. Yeah. They had them listed at number three. I, I'm, I'm curious about who's a better TV couple than them two, according to Ranker. All right. Come on. Let's go. All right. Number five. All right. Who's number five? Number five. Who would actually be number six. Uh-huh. Okay. But number five for our purposes are Michael and Janet. Of my wife and kids. I have no opinion on this because I think I don't know if I've ever watched one complete episode of my wife and kids. You know what? I think I've maybe watched two complete episodes of my wife and kids and thought it was okay. Right. It's just sort of boilerplate. Like I'm glad everybody got a check. Yeah. But 
That's about it. Yeah. So you know, no, no, no shame. Hey, people. you know, Tisha Campbell fans, and I like right, Williams. Right. So. So that's number five. So already I am ambivalent, and we're at five. That was number five with one hundred on their their listing. Yes. one hundred and fifty-eight votes. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Number four. Number four is Bernie and Wanda from the Bernie Mac show with one hundred and one hundred and fifty-nine votes. I like them as a couple. I did too. I did too. Don't think about them that often. But well, you know why? I don't... Because the show was, you know, was on what CW. Look, I'm. I know. I watched every episode of it. Oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, episode. but and you know, but all right, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, 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 Okay. All right. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say I agree with this list. I mean, I'm just giving you the list. Just all right. Go ahead. Were you aware of this list before you read it, or are you reading it right now in real time? No, I I was. I mean, I I read it. So you looked it up. You read the list and said, "Ooh, this sounds like something we should spend time on." I I wanted to see if you were right. Anyway, oof. Number three. Number three. For our purposes, who would actually be number four on here? Number four on here. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then it's a picture of second Aunt Viv. Well, okay. <laughs> because to be fair, to be fair, she did play the character longer. Three, three out of five is most, right? We now have most of the list? Yes. This is a bad list. Well, wait a minute. Now, I didn't watch every episode of The Fresh Prince. Yes. Right? And I, it to me, I thought that the first Aunt Viv had a little bit more chemistry. Yes. With Uncle Phil. But, you know, people, they, 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 they I think I, I've heard that they took to the new Aunt Viv. Who, who, who in the history of of people, have you heard someone say, "You know who I really like?" Second on Viv. Well, I'm like, a, when have you ever heard that in the history of ever? Well, there's a. I know a few people who didn't even know that there was a first on Viv. Okay, see, so okay. that was I, Viv that they knew. I don't know if you should ask those people about the Fresh <laughs> Prince of Bel Air. Like, if, like, if you are unaware of. The first well, I mean, on this. I mean, she was only on for a season. Maybe you should. It's not like she was on for two like, seasons. Maybe you should talk about another show. Like that person should maybe talk about Family Matters. Or something. Uh, the show lasted what about six, seven years? Uh, yeah, sure. It's it, it, and the first one was only on for the first season. I don't know how much second on Viv was setting the world on. This is the this is the this is the third. This is how many have we have we done now? <laughs> this is three. All right, number two. Oh my god, number two. Okay, good boy. Oh boy, we're having fun. Number two, Martin and Gina. Yes. From Martin. Yes, they were such a good TV couple <laughs> that they couldn't appear together the last, what, three or four episodes. This is a terrible list, and I feel like we're wasting time. <laughs> this is a terrible list, and on a night. We're both within this episode and outside of this episode with Michelle Mission Business. I feel like we could be doing better with our time right now. There are a lot of people who like Martin and G- from the first two seasons. You have been apologizing for this whole list. There are people who have seen non episodes of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Wait a minute. Let me see if you agree with the number one. Yeah. Yes. Who's number one? No. Who's who's <laughs> number one? So, so for the record, this list said that Martin and Gina were a better black TV couple than Cliff and Claire. Because you said Cliff and Claire were three. They were number three. Martin and Gina were number two over Cliff and Claire. Yes. Uh, this what we eating up our time with? Cliff and Claire got two hundred votes. Martin and Gina got two hundred. And again, we're talking about as a couple. As a couple. He got 231. Votes. So Martin and Gina, where, where Martin basically said, Fine, Gina, I'll marry you. Fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. Who's number one? Number who's, one. Yes, who's number one? 
with 286 votes. Oh, 286. Which means that almost 100 more people mm-hmm. voted for this couple right, right, right. than Cliff right, right, right. and Claire. I also question his sample size, but, you know, apparently it's important. It'll be Whitley and Dwayne of a different world. This is number one. Number yeah, one. see? <laughs> and I like Whitley and Dwayne, but see right here, this is... Too many children involved in these things. <laughs> it really is. You know, God bless the children. But I don't have to talk to them. Like, like you, had a, you, know, you had your own thing. Like you had your thing. You know, these are people that watch Different World in reruns. Like they don't actually. Okay. Well, there. Well, yeah. Yay. <laughs> Next time, like, can you put together your top five? Like, like Lynn's top five? I could. Well, you know. Like, who, like next week, you do your top five. Next week, you want my top five? Right. Okay, so next week. Because be the five. moment is past. Right. Ain't no more top five this episode. That's right. This what you use your top five time for. <laughs> you get your top five time up with this. Okay, so next week, I will do my top Yes, five your top five. Black TV. Right, 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 right. You. You farmed it out to 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 ranker this week. I did. Did ranker pay us? Like, or is this a paid advertisement? No. So just free, just all right, <laughs> all right. Top five. There you go. All right. All Yay. Right. Top five. <laughs> okay. Ah. Oh, the chat. They are blowing up. <laughs> They are blowing up. Robert Monroe Jr. said, Vincent, isn't it your job to talk to children? <laughs> right, but if I'm not getting paid to do it. <laughs> uh, Deborah Battle says, if you wanted the best TV couple, they were on daytime TV. See? Angie and Jesse from All My Children. Angie and Jesse is a contender. That was that, that was that um Deborah oh, Morgan? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was a black couple right there. You you don't know, but but you all right with with second aunt Viv and Uncle Phil. I'm not all right. I'm just, that was their right ranking. Y- yes, all right. I mean, would would Aunt, Uncle Phil and I Viv crack my top five? No, I don't believe that they were crack my top five. Right. As I'm thinking about it right now, I think about it right now. I know who my number one. I know who my number two. I know who my number three are, and two of them are not in this top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got yeah, me too, which is why you should have done it. Well, I will do it next all week. Right, all right, come on, let's get it. Right, yeah. So I'm not even going to, I see all, all right. of you yeah. suggesting people. I'm right. not even going to go there. Right. Go. Uh, I will, next week, we'll yes. present yeah. my top five. Right. Well, we had an opportunity to do it this week. Oh, we did. Yeah, all right. All right, all right. go ahead. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. it is time for the Game of Kings. Right, right. Maybe I'll have go grab somebody off the street, let them come do it. of Derville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will attempt to get from 70s black TV couple all on his own. All on his own. <laughs> Derville Martin. Derville Martin and Derville Martin. A perfect couple. Yes. He will attempt to get from Derville Martin in six movies or less to actors of my choice, Vincent. Yes. Do you want to connect uh, Dervell to another Taylor. Oh. Or to another Vincent. A Vincent? I couldn't find a page. Couldn't find a page? <laughs> I couldn't find a page that would have been fair. Right, right, right. right. We would have to go back to the silent era. What's her name? Like Paige Brewer? Paige? He's who you I thought that was an act- actress named Paige. All right, well, let's do Taylor. Taylor? Let's do Taylor. What we got? In six films or less. Six Vincent films or less. Connect Derville Martin to. Derville Martin to? Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one because his film career did not do as much as I think they thought he was going to do. Certainly not as much as he thought he would. Right. So 
But he didn't do a few. No, no, no. I know. So he was in John Carter, but of course I can't remember anybody in John Carter. What was Taylor Kitsch in in the movies? I'm looking at his filmography. I would say conservatively, along with John Carter, that there is probably two, perhaps three other films on here that you have seen. Taylor Kitsch, what was he in? What's the last thing he was in? 21 Bridges. Oh, well, there you go. What's the thing before that? That's 21 Bridges is really easy. Yeah, that would be t- The Brave. From 2017. He clearly wasn't the star. Uh, in Only the Brave, he was... He starred alongside Josh Brolin. Oh, Lord. And Jennifer Connelly. Josh Brolin. Oh, my goodness gracious. Josh Brolin is another one. All right. I'll do Josh Brolin and I won't do Thanos. This is how I'll get to only the brave with Taylor Kitsch. Because I'm going to get to Josh Brolin. Because. And I'm going to go all wayside, all the wayside. Speaking of a different world. So. Devo Martin is, of course, in Dolomite with Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm not about to be too cute. Let's see if I'll run out. Rudy Ray Moore is in Penitentiary 2 with Mr. T. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mr. T is in Rocky 3. Mm-hmm. With I just watched Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Carl Weathers. I'm going to run out of fingers because I'm gonna, I was I'm trying to say because I'm getting a Josh Brolin, but Carl Weathers is in Predator. Okay. With um Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's in, in Terminator Two with Joe Morton. Joe Morton is in um well I'm out of fingers. Yeah. Yeah, I went too far. All right. I'm I'm trying not to just do twenty one bridges gets you there in two seconds. I mean, even um even um if I just do Derville Martin, Dick Anthony Williams, Denzel Washington, Josh Brolin, an American gangster to this oh. movie, Home of the Brave. I forgot about him in, in uh, American Gangster. Right. Good. So there you go. There you go. There you go. There you did it. There you go. You were, we were talking about Haley Berry earlier. Quietly, I have been consistently underwhelmed by all of the X-Men films. I would say so too. Uh, well, no, I won't say I won't say that. What was the one that was kind of set in the 60s? That's, that's the that, one I like. Is that like First Class? Or, first Class. Yeah, that's not bad. X-Men First Class, I enjoyed... Um, and then the second movie, I liked it, but I saw where they ran scared. Cause the second movie is, um, what you call it? Dark Phoenix or well, it's not dark Phoenix. It's the one before that. Yeah. It's, know. it's when he goes back in time. I've never seen an X-Men movie more than once, including first class. Oh, first class is worth seeing again. Okay. Sure. With Kevin Bacon. Yeah. That's fine. really good. That, that is really, really good. All right. But then they, they got scared. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, X Men Origins, and I thought you, I wasn't sure if you'd saw uh, Snakes on a Plane. Oh, is he in that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's early on in his career. Yeah, let's say he's pretty forgettable. All right, and then you 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 spoiled it already, Vince Vaughn. Yes. So the next is Vince Vaughn. Come on, man. Come on, stop it. I know this is easy. Stop it. This is easy. How are you? Going to use Vince Vaughn when Vince Vaughn is in the time school with um 
Oh, I just lost his name. Will Farrell. Will Farrell. And Will Farrell, huh? I want to get to Will Farrell too. So I'll work backwards from Will Farrell. Usually I'll use Megan Good and Anchorman too. But instead of that, I'll go from Will Farrell to um Teledigan Knights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Which I've never seen. Oh, you are so hurting yourself for that. Which he's of course in with Michael Clark Duncan, who was in the Green Mile with Tom Hanks, who was in Philadelphia with Denzel Washington, who was in Mo Better Blues with Dick Anthony Williams, who was of course in Five on the Black Hand Side with, with Derville Martin. Derville Martin. Very good. All right, Vincent, you did All it. All right. Well done. Well done. All you right. continue All right. to astound millions. All right. Millions. All right. Watching at home. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen. And now. It is time. It is time. For us to review. Yes. Scene of the Joneses. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. Does Daphne still live here? close? I didn't know him. Is he ours? What the hell do you mean by ours? A Jones? Oh, God. Jones is a very common name. Well, is he on our branch? He's but a twig on our branch. What is someone not telling me? What do you know about Daddy? You lost all your rights, mister, when you left. You lost the rights! I am dead! Thought you were supposed to be some sort of a big shot. Your book is really good. Dean, who is this black man in my hallway? They're not nice people. Gene of the Joneses, starring Taylor Page, is a 2016 Canadian-American film written and directed by Stella McGee in her directorial debut. The synopsis from IMDb. The estranged patriarch of a family dies on their doorstep, leading to a chaotic funeral. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that does not do this film justice. Gene of the Joneses, which also stars Michelle Hurst and Sherry Shepard, was Vincent's selection for this stop on the Me Show mission. Vincent, what say you of Gene of the Joneses? Oh, first, of all, I wanted to ask you, how did this film come uh, across your path? Well, I'm glad you asked, because the answer is I don't remember how I stumbled <laughs> across this film. I don't know if, if, if I caught this film on a humble... Mm. Or if I read some of the reviews and 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 went and looked for it when it showed up on cable a few years ago, but this is a film that I have a real soft spot for. Okay, you know I've watched Stella McGee grow. Um, probably most famously for our listeners, she she directed the photograph mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy every time I see Taylor Page. And Taylor Page had a, had a little heat. She was, she was in Zola yes. a few years ago. And as you said, this is a film that is jump-started by the estranged patriarch of the Jones family collapsing at the family home. The Jones family consists of, of the matriarch who has kept secrets from her three daughters about the, the breakup of the marriage of her and her husband. And the three daughters you have, I believe Sherry Shepard plays the oldest daughter, Maureen. And I say I believe because I think Maureen is older then Janet, who's played by Gloria Rubin, but for the sake of argument, let's just say Sherry Shepard 
portrays Maureen, who is the oldest daughter, who we find out has her own challenge with with her husband mm-hmm. having died before the film has started. And she is the mother of the other title character, Jean. Right. Played by Taylor Page. And yeah. Jean is is a woman in, I believe, her mid to late 20s. Who it looks about yeah about mid to late twenties? Who apparently was a bit of a literary star, had a great debut novel, and has been unable to follow up the success of that first novel, and is and is, is a bit, you know, a, a bit of a muddle mm-hmm. in her life. You know, mm-hmm. she's just when the film starts, she's just broken up with her longtime boyfriend, and she's trying to figure it out. Right. Other two sisters you have, as I mentioned, Janet Jones, played by Gloria Rubin. Yes. Who is a motivational speaker, but has her own challenges in her personal life. She and her husband seem to be on rocky ground, to say the least. And then the final sister is Anne, played by Erica Ash. And she is a nurse who has been in a real messy relationship with a doctor, so messy that she has found out that she is pregnant and is trying to figure out what to do with the baby. Right. And the film revolves around these five women, the matriarch of the Jones family, her three daughters, and then, of course, Jean. And I think this film is a really nicely calibrated little project. I think it's very breezy. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It's very light. But it has enough emotional heft that it doesn't just fly away. This, right. this is a film that is dealing with, with, with issues of grief, issues of, of abandonment. Yes. Issues of family secrets. Mm-hmm. It is barely subtext. There is a vein of substance abuse, yes, spe- uh, specifically alcoholism, that runs through this family. Mm-hmm. That is is not really dealt with a great deal, but it's very much part of the tapestry. And I think this emotional heft kind of keeps it from being just a frippery, mm-hmm. if you will. At an hour and 42 minutes, I think the film does a great job of giving you just enough information about each of these characters that they feel lived in in real, Mm -hmm. but not so much that you want to know more about each of them. Like each of these sisters, this mother, Jean herself, each of them, you, you get the sense that they all have a life. Yes. That could be more fully explored if the if um if the director and writer decided to explore it. Mhm. As a director, I like a lot of the choices that Stella McGee makes. I, I think it is there is a warmth, I think it there is a style to it. There are wonderful shots. Like like there's a wonderful shot of the whole family in the living room. Uh, around the dinner table. Around the dinner yes. table. Yeah. There's there's a great sequence that is shot through a windshield mm-hmm. where you see Anne get into a confrontation with her um Dr. Paramore. Dr. Paramore, whatever you want to call it. The camera loves Taylor Page. Yes. The camera loves Taylor Page. Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean she's she's gorgeous, but she really does no, have I'm just mean her, her energy. Right, right. Her energy, like she really does have speaking of the energy. This is a film with solid performances throughout. As as I mentioned, uh, Michelle Hurst plays the the matriarch of mm-hmm. the family and and she's wonderful. Yeah, she's wonderful. She has this wonderful Jamaican accent Mm -hmm. and she is funny. But at the same time, there is this sadness Mm -hmm. that is right there with her. Erica Ash is the younger sister. The youngest of the three sisters has this wonderful kineticism that I think captures a young aunt. Mm -hmm. You know, the film is from the perspective of Jean. So 
I love the young aunt, the young aunt, the young uncle. Those of us who are lucky enough to have young aunts, young uncles. Who are more like siblings. Almost like older siblings. Mm -hmm. Always love Gloria Rubin. I've loved Gloria Rubin since ER. So I just always, always happy to see Gloria Rubin. Um, as, As Gene's love interest in here, Mamadou Athi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Ray Malcolm, and I like Ray. I like Ray, and and like I like Ray, and and I kind of feel for Ray. Like you feel Ray getting pulled into the orbit mm-hmm. of this chaos. Mm-hmm. But Ray's a young man, and this is what happens when you're a young man and you get pulled into this chaos. That's true. These performances, though, I think there are two that really stand out. I think um, I was so pleasantly surprised by Sherry Shepard. Me too, right? right? When you think of Sherry Shepard, you think of her as a comedian. Mm-hmm. You think of her as a mainstay of daytime television. Yeah. And she's usually pretty broad Yes, when you see her. This is such a subtle performance from her. Mm-hmm. And it's so nuanced. Mm-hmm. And I wish she would do more of this. Yeah. Cause, and it's still funny. It's still funny. Yeah. And then Taylor Page as Jean is fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic as this as this young woman trying to figure it out. She's trying to figure it out, man. Yeah. She is funny. She is pretty. She is effortlessly cool. Mm-hmm. That's the other. Jean is the coolest person on earth. They actually kind of lampshaded at one point where where the the publisher has given her an advance for her second novel that she never wrote, and she says, "I spent up all the money on my clothes." And it's like, yeah, that tracks, because you're real cool. And she goes through this film you cannot take your eyes off of her you want to you want good things for her you want her to get out of her own way yeah, yeah. and by the end of the film the biggest compliment i can give it is that i wanted more of them mm-hmm. like i wanted more i wanted to see where this family the rest of the where, where i wanted, wanted to see to keep the, up with the I, wa- I, I wanted to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. I, I, I 100% feel you. I like the portrayal of Gene because so many times in films like this, especially when it's following like the one, the one sibling, right? Mm-hmm. The one member of the family. And the one member of the family who can't get out of their own way. And they can't get out of their own way because they are, their life is such a problem. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it is like every worst nightmare is happening to them in, in their life. Gene, smart, with it, you said it, cool, intelligent, has a, still a, a pretty good relationship with her, with her family. You know, it's not, you know, there, there are bumps there, the normal mm-hmm. bumps that you feel. Um, but you never feel like her life is just a tragedy. Right. You just feel like, you know, okay, she's still got to put some things together, you know, but she's obviously finding her way. She obviously is smart. You don't, you know, you don't get an advance for a book if you don't know what you're doing. Right. You know, that you, you haven't shown that you can put two and two together. Right. So it's just a matter of her, you know, putting some other things together and in the midst of trying to do that she also takes on the task of stitching back together her family who who are are like you can see the threads pulling apart with them and mm-hmm. you can see her in real time just kind of like stitching them all back together and that helps her kind of find her way back to where she needs to her center um and I thought it was I thought it was just really fun, smart. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed as, as smart and, and and witty as she is in this film. I enjoyed her physical comedy. There's a mm-hmm. scene where she is in the graveyard and she takes an <laughs> L. Dude, I rewound that scene three times because I cracked the hell up every 
time. Because the first time I missed it and she was just getting up. I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. And then I rewound. I was like, oh my God, this is I'm like, she does a pratfall. It's like worthy of the the greats of all time. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed her. You know, Sherry Shepard, like you said, it was it was like, oh, okay, Miss Shepard, I see what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very interesting that while she's playing one of the sisters, she is also playing Jean's mother. And then, and because at first I was going to say, are they trying to play her as the youngest? But then I saw the, the relation. And I like their chemistry together, you mm-hmm. know? And I like Shepard actually came off motherly, but but like we noted, she's still funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's still, she's still top notch. But there is a absolute spot on scene near the end of the film when the two of them lie in bed together. Yeah. And a a well-shot. A beautifully yeah, shot film. Beautifully shot I mean, the, the, in this the is film. a beautiful movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that scene right there, man, it's like, it's the best of every mother-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Right there. It, it is just compact right in that one scene and I and I loved it. I loved the two of them in this film. Mm-hmm. I loved everybody else in this in this movie, but like you said, you know, there there are no bad performances. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Page it shines above them all. But there's a scene where Gloria Rubin <laughs> is confronted at because all things happen at this funeral. Right, right. And she is confronted at this funeral by her estranged husband. And she is reading him the riot act. And in the midst of doing, reading him the riot act, she does this strange pirouette. And I was like, I don't know what she just did, but that's just absolutely delightful. Yeah. And I just, I was just, I was just giddy yeah. about that. I was, I was really, really just like, Okay, okay, Gloria, I see you because she is very Gloria Rubin in here, mm-hmm. but she's having fun as well. Right, it's almost like the reverse mm-hmm. of what's going on with Sherry Shepard. Exactly, like you get to see Gloria Rubin loosen up a little bit. Exactly, yeah. and I, I was here for it. Yeah, I was here for it. Um, and you're right. The worst thing that could be said about this movie. Is I want to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, like the the romance that happens in this because it's loosely a romance comedy, rom com between Gene and um, I forget the guys. Ray, right, right. Mm-hmm. But but that is very like third level story wise yeah. here, right? And, and and it still feels true. So in in the way it develops, I I, I appreciate it. Um, I don't know if. You know, the average dude would have stick around as right. long as Ray did, but well, much like Love Jones, I wouldn't necessarily go out and buy a ten year anniversary gift for this couple right now. Right. Right. Say I knew that I knew one day I'd be at this dinner on the ten year anniversary of your wedding and I bought this the day that you told me that yeah, I don't know if you do that for this couple. Yes, yes. And and unless you didn't you you missed that, ladies and gentlemen. That's the reason why there hasn't been a Love Jones too. Right. So anyway, right. right. Uh, um, but yeah, but that's that's definitely you like it. It's cool. It's cute. You know, they got to meet cute, um, and then they get back together. They get hook up a couple of times in the movie, and it feels it feels earned. It's 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 lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you just want to keep up with these with these women. Yeah. You just want to keep up with this family. How they learn about. Um, uh, their family history, the secrets that are revealed. Yeah. Um. And I and 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 I appreciated the way that they learned that, and I appreciated the honesty of those moments. Yeah. You know, because this is a movie that definitely wants to be a comedy first, but still tries to, like you said, finds a way to actually have genuine heart and concern, and some definitely like there are moments that are meant to land a little heavier. And this movie gives those moments the space that it needs. Yeah. You know? Um, and I appreciate it. And, and it's not a film that got a lot of play. So that's why we're kind of playing a little fast and loose with some of the, the plot 
because we want people to see this. I want yeah. people to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was unfortunately, I usually watch most movies with my, with my lady and we weren't able to watch this one together, but um, I can't wait for her to sit down and watch this film. Cause I know she will absolutely love this movie. This yeah. Was, this was uh, it was spot on. Thank you, Vince for presenting this. Oh, well my, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, and I think it's a film that rewards multiple viewings. Frankly, this is my second time seeing it. Mm-hmm. And and much like you have already made a date for it, because I could have swore I saw this with Wendy, but apparently I didn't. So I said, oh, okay, we'll have to watch it again. Be- because there are these wonderful, subtle touches. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned the fact that there is this vein running through with all of the women about their issues with alcoholism. Yeah. I think there are issues about the uh, about Taylor about Jean's grandmother the mm-hmm. matriarch of this oh, yes. family and her relationship with her husband oh, yes. that you get just barely a hint of like like I'm putting together a theory now about these sisters and this mother that I'm 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 not quite like I need to watch it one more time mm-hmm. because I actually have a theory but about one of the sisters and and so you know but it, it it's it's cool the way that, that plays out like the Michelle Hurst character the main mm-hmm. and her relationship with her husband with her husband or her strange husband that she purposefully kept at more than an arm's yeah. distance yeah. from them right and but there's a reality to that because I think about it and maybe you maybe maybe you don't have this because you you've often shared stories about your grandparents here mm-hmm. on the show. But I knew my grandparents loved my grandparents mm-hmm. a great deal and know some things over the years about them personally. Mm-hmm. But I I don't have all the tea. Right? Oh. And and I would hasten to, to bet that, like, my mom's mom, she had 11 kids. Mm-hmm. Probably only two of them got the full tea from my grandmother. I, 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 that, I think that is 100% my, my experience as well. I think, I think so much of what we see is these older generations almost want, I don't even want to say want to deny what happened, but it gets to the point where you don't acknowledge it for so long that it almost disappears. Mm. And one of the, one of the really smart moves that this film makes is that Jean is the one yeah, because she is younger. She is, and she is part of this, you know, frankly, younger generation that look, we need to talk about these things. We need to get these things out, out in the open. open. Yep. We need to, you know, it's like they say sunlight mm-hmm. is the best disinfectant and running against this older generation that we just don't talk about these things mm-hmm. that I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think again, so much of this film or rather so much of the dynamic of this family feels real. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels real. Like, like not only the relationship between the matriarch and the rest of the family, I love the relationship between the sisters. Oh yeah, that you can that that you can very much figure out mm-hmm. with with a pretty economic script. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just because of the caliber of acting, just because of the script choices. With the, what the script does decide to share, you can fill in so many of the blanks. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, I, I think that's that's a testament to the film, and a testament to the writer and director Stella McGee in her directorial debut. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, she wrote it. Like you said, yeah. she wrote it. Like she didn't just direct it; she wrote it. So. Yeah. So, would you recommend that people see Gene of the Joneses? I would. I would absolutely recommend people see Gene of the Joneses. It's like, it's like you said, it's one of those films that you don't know about and you find out about it and then you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 
Yeah. Which, yeah, I absolutely would. We had a run of those films because I think the outside story was like that as well. Yeah, and yeah. I think uh, I think to a uh, maybe a, a smaller degree, Swan Song as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So those films that if you saw the trailer, you might say, "Okay, it looks cute," but you might not think twice about it after that, right? You know? but then, but if you sit down and give them both a all of them a listen or a watch well you know maybe not swan song because i think that really did kind of pop up on apple but but this film we we you, you just mentioned the outside story i'll go back a few months and and talk about honk for jesus save your soul okay like i think you get these films that if you're like us you kind of read about them when they're you know the, the, such and such was getting great great attention at at the film festival and, yeah, and, and yeah. you know certainly we're blessed enough to live in philadelphia where we have black star mm-hmm. where a lot of times black star yeah. will have a showing of a film and then it gets picked up for distribution but it's very limited mm-hmm. and then it's gone yeah you know and then it's gone and then you just have to find it somewhere else so so yeah absolutely yeah I would recommend that you check out Gene of the Joneses as well, ladies and gentlemen. You will not be disappointed. No, you will not. Guarantee. All right. Before we tell you about the film that you demanded we review <laughs> next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do mean it because I've got the text messages to prove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we tell you about that, ladies and gentlemen, we have a couple of things that we want to uh, announce to you. The first of is that Vincent and I are doing another screening. Another screening, you say? Yes, we are doing another screening. And that will be on Tuesday, February 28th, where we will be screening a warm December. Yes. The Sidney Poitier film from 1970 will be screening at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute on Tuesday, February 28th at 7 p.m. here at Bryn Mawr. Tickets are on sale now, ladies and gentlemen. You can uh, get your tickets at brynmarfilm.org. That's brynmarfilm.org, B-R-Y-N-M-A-W-R, film.org. For Vincent and I will be there for a talk back for a warm December. Yeah, and I have to say, not to put you on the spot, but it's going to be really unique for me because I've never seen it. Oh, really? So my response will be in real time. In real time. Have you seen this? I have seen it. Okay. I have seen it. And, okay. Um, I'll be curious to see what Yeah, you yeah, I'm looking show. forward to it. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, so uh, hopefully you can find your way to join us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And... We don't have any artwork for this we because that hasn't been released. But our our our, our, our co-producer is shouting at me that we need to announce that Vincent and I will be releasing on March 6th and a special podcast series that we have been working on for one entire year. Yeah. Yeah, we have. That's true. <laughs> For one whole year, uh, the the artwork actually just got finalized. That's why we don't have it. I know, it, but it looks so good. It does. It looks so good. Um, the Michelle Mission presents the class of 1989, mm. where Vincent and I and our co-producer Maurice, more popular, more popular, uh, but we will be looking at and um, the cultural impact. Of six Titanic black films that were released in 1989, those films are, in alphabetical order, A Dry White Season, Do the Right Thing, Driving Miss Daisy, Glory, Harlem Nights, and Lean on Me. Mm. All six of those movies all bangers I said it (laughs) released in 1989 and they make up the class of 1989 a special podcast series that will be be released March 6th coming your way from the Michelle Mission and Podglomerate 
Look for it yes. wherever you check out podcasts. We will be presenting the trailer. The trailer is getting done. It was, I should be done by next week. It's, yeah, I mean they've been pitching on this thing, but it looks it sounds really fantastic. looking forward to you all hearing this. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. This has uh, been a, a long work in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't wait for you to check it out. All right, next week here on the Show Mission, you asked for it. So we're going to review it, ladies and gentlemen. We've been streaming so all month long, so we might as well just keep streaming along. That's Vincent. right. All right. That's right. So next week, we will be reviewing Nia Long, David Duchovny, Jonah Hill, Lauren London, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Eddie Murphy in You People. You People. The Michelle Mission Reviews next Tuesday, February 21st, 7 p.m. live. You heard me, Les, my sister Leslie, <laughs> who was all in my ear at the Super Bowl. Y'all should do You People. Y'all should do You. Why aren't y'all going to do You People? We're doing You People. We're doing You People. All right. Ariel. We're doing you people. Doing Calvin, you people. we're doing you people. We're doing you people. Khadijah, we're doing you we're doing people. doing you people. Everybody else that's in my text, you know who you are. We're doing you people. Next week here on the Michelle Mission. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, he's Vincent, I'm Len. And in parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. <laughs>